Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've learned from my struggles with chemo brain and executive functioning disorder. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now entrepreneur, with 20 years of experience in business and office design. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, mom of a teen, a wife, and a lifelong learner. I've discovered that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget important appointments, we can learn to be more productive. We can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and much more manageable. Listen in and learn how to create a plan to streamline your space and your systems so you can be more focused and organized. Hey everyone, Kathleen Avery, ProductivityByDesign.com and the Uncluttered Office Podcast. So, wow, it is December and aptly enough, it is snowing outside my window. I've kind of been touch and go all day on what we're going to be doing. Our daughter had a snow day. She was ecstatic. There was not much snow. There was a fair amount of ice and slush and sleet. And uh, it's winter. And uh, you know the expression about uh, weather in New England? If you don't like it, wait a few minutes. It'll change. Uh, that's definitely been the case today. So for this month, we're going to be talking about something I call uncluttered holidays. More presents, fewer presents. It's sort of that busy, crazy time of the year. And yet what it really is, is Advent, if you're Christian. If you're not, play along with me and know that I am completely open-minded to all religions. And so we could just call December a quiet time. Winston Churchill said, Christmas is a season not only of rejoicing, but of reflection. And that is really what Advent is about. So it's very funny how life works out. This has been a super busy day, and there wasn't time for me to record this podcast. First of all, I was away for Thanksgiving, so I knew I was going to be doing this Monday morning. Typically, I record the week before. But what happened was, as I was sort of flipping through Facebook while I was waiting for my daughter's orthodontist appointment, and talk about how things work out, she had an orthodontist appointment on a snow day, which meant she didn't miss any school for the orthodontist appointment, so I was ecstatic about that. So while I was flipping through Facebook while I was waiting for her appointment, uh, my mom had posted something all about Advent as a season of reflection. What was really interesting was I'd been creating this uncluttered holidays theme for, oh gosh, at least a month, maybe longer, as I was thinking about how we set intentions for the holidays. And here's this beautiful piece written on Advent. And this is what I really took out of it. It's in the New York Times, so you can, I'm sure, find it pretty easily. The season of reflection, Advent means coming, and what's coming is the birth of Jesus Christ, if that's what you believe in, which I do. It's okay if you don't. So it's a time when we anticipate Jesus' birth, and it's a time when we have shorter days, and it's more dark out, and it's a time to reflect upon darkness, in essence as we await the coming of the light. So see how you can parallel this and you don't have to be a Christian to understand sort of darkness and light. So it's a great time to get quiet with your thoughts and 
to acknowledge the darkness and pain in the world. One reason I've thought it's important that we get intentional about holidays is because not everyone has joyous, happy, rah-rah, sis-boom-bah holidays. They just don't. Maybe they've lost someone they love. Maybe they're going through a health crisis. It can be anything. For me, when I became intentional about holidays and stopped go-go-going, do-do-doing, is when I had been diagnosed with cancer in September 2015, I said to my husband, you realize I'm going to be deep into chemo when we're in the middle of Christmas time. And in fact, I was on my eighth week of chemo. I have to tell you, by the time you're at your eighth week of chemo, you feel crappy. You don't look great because you don't have any hair, although that didn't seem to stop me. I handed my bald head and had a blast with it. But generally, you don't feel great and you're not going to be able to do everything. So you really have to narrow down what you're going to do at the holidays if you're ill or if you're taking care of someone who is, or if whatever, if you're dealing with grief, a very dear friend of mine from elementary school, her husband just died. I mean, this is not going to be an easy holiday for her. My heart just breaks for her. Um, I'm going to try not to get verklempt. So people have losses, people have stuff. So just be aware of that as you're setting your intentions for your holiday time. Give yourself space for that. So Now, not being a Debbie Downer, (laughs) even though it looks a little bit like that, I just want you to know we've been sold a bill of goods about Christmas time and about the holidays in general. So I call this the great lie of December, also known as the ghost of Christmas past. Everyone has expectations. And we go into the Christmas season with this childlike sense of wonder. And again, not to put a pin in it, but the fact is, Holidays are not always exactly like like were for you growing up. First of all, you're probably an adult if you're listening to this, and now you're the one uh, giving the gifts, whether that's Hanukkah gifts, whether that's playing Santa. It's just way more for you to do, whereas when you were a kid, you were out sledding, drinking hot cocoa, and opening presents. It's just a totally different thing. It's not a Hollywood movie. They're lovely. It's also not a Hallmark movie. (laughs) This is just wonderful romantic tales we've been told that are just fantastic on a movie set, but are just not reality. Stuff happens during the holidays. I have someone in the hospital right now, a family member uh, on my husband's side. And and that's kind of what we're doing right now. You know, luckily the tree was up early and, you know, that's where our focus is right now. The last thing is, is it's not a Hallmark ad or anybody's ad. And, and Christmas doesn't have to be, or Hanukkah or any of it, doesn't have to be just about giving presents and receiving presents. It can be about other things. So we're going to talk about that over the course of the couple of weeks. But first, we're going to start with these expectations. So the other thing is, it's really easy because we're overdoers and overgivers to go into this holiday season with a lack mindset. We lack our funds. We lack time. We're not having enough fun. Oh my gosh, all my friends are going to parties. Why aren't I? You don't have to do everything. You don't have to give everything. You don't have to go to the poorhouse because it's Christmas time. You don't have to be everything to everyone. So there'll be a packet attached in the show notes. And I would love for you to take a moment. Each of these will have just a few pages. It'll be about two to four pages in each packet. 
this particular one will have an exercise around envisioning what your perfect holiday is. When I talk about envisioning your perfect holiday, I'm not talking about your family's perfect holiday. I'm not talking about your parents' perfect holiday or your in-laws or your kids or your friends or what you saw in the movies. It's just going to be what do you envision? What would fill you up during holidays? So think about these kinds of questions. What would you do? Who would you spend your time with? Would you go to parties? Would you stay home curled up with a book and a cup of hot cocoa right in front of the fireplace? I mean, that's always one of my winners. I often want to do that. Would you have lunch with some friends? Uh, could you create some date nights with your significant other or date nights for yourself? Maybe you watch favorite holiday movies with your family. Maybe you go skiing. Maybe you go on a tropical vacation. How do you want to feel? What feels magical for you? What fills your soul? And what lights you up? So you can grab the packet or a journal if you want and write this down. Write down how you want to feel because you really want that first and foremost in your mind. That's really where we started when I got the diagnosis. I thought about what was the most important stuff to me and what the hell was I going to let go, which is the next part. Stay hanging, stay hanging out here with me while I sort of finish this up. It's okay not to have a perfect holiday. Believe it or not, I'm going to flash back to Halloween to talk about a holiday situation. All over Facebook and one of the moms groups, moms were in a full-blown panic. The weather was crap here in Connecticut on Halloween. The forecast was insane, high winds, lots of rain. People worried about tree branches. People worried about their kids trick-or-treating. It was this whole drama llama, let me tell you. And those of us who have been through really yucky, horrible crises in our lives were kind of like, look, you know what? Your kid is not going to be devastated if you have to decide we're not having Halloween. People wanted the town to shut down Halloween and move it to a different night. It, it was just nuts. It ended up that night, the weather was not as bad as we thought it would be. Uh, it sprinkled a bit. It was a little on the cooler side. Uh, the wind definitely started kicking up. And what was interesting is we got home from picking up ski boots, <laughs> kind of like a little late on the whole Halloween thing because our daughter is a teenager, but she definitely wanted to go trick-or-treating. And I said to her, do you want to go now or after dinner? And then we found out the town had imposed an 8 p.m. curfew, which I was 100% in favor of. I thought that was an excellent idea. They knew the weather was going to turn really bad at 9. And so, you know, there was a lot more information. You know, kind of like wanted to say sometimes like chillax moms we'll we'll figure it all out it will all be well ran out trick or treated like a fiend until eight o'clock from like six forty five to eight we were out there like getting the candy and having a really fun time and I have to tell you it was kind of fun like the trees were swaying all over the place it was freaky crazy like halloween weather like you couldn't make it up it felt like something right out of one of those horror movies right i mean i was definitely a lot more on guard i probably would have considered sending her out by herself but given the weather i didn't you know i wanted to be able to say like run duck and cover if a tree branch came down it did not everything went well my point is not every, ho every holiday is going to be perfect and you can find some of the most fun in the mess I think we're going to be talking about that Halloween 
for years to come. It was so much fun to be out there with all that crazy wind. Okay, as you're setting your intentions, focus on your traditions. What are the things that matter the most to you? We love Christmas carols. Christmas music is playing like nonstop in our house from, I don't know, this year was before Thanksgiving. We were premature on the whole Christmas thing. Uh, lighting candles. Uh, maybe it's decorating your home, whether that's Christmas or Hanukkah, whatever holidays you celebrate, Kwanzaa, whatever holiday you celebrate. We have an advent calendar. Our daughter just adores it. We totally thought because she's a teenager, we weren't going to have to do that this year. And actually, I just saw one that was um, about makeup. And I was like, nah, I don't know if I really feel like going for makeup. So we did go for one more year on the Lego calendar, which has been a favorite for our daughter for years. And she's hugely into Harry Potter. So we found a Harry Potter Le Lego calendar. And luckily, I'm recording this after she's gotten it. So they no longer have to worry about it being a surprise. When you're setting your intentional holiday, one of the things you're thinking about is your obligations and the boundaries you're going to put around them. Some families simply don't holiday well together. They just don't. Everyone's got that uncle or a cousin or whatever person in their lives who they need to have a little less time with at the holidays. So you've got to put boundaries around things. So it might be that you decide you're not going to stay at the same place as everybody else. Maybe you're going to have a hotel room you can retreat to. Maybe you're going to say, okay, we'd love to see you for Christmas dinner, excuse me, for Christmas Eve dinner, but we're going to do our own thing for Christmas Day. In our family, we do Christmas Eve at one house with family. And then Christmas Day, we do a brunch and we actually host the brunch. It is like 11.30, 12 o'clock. We have this huge brunch meal, including ham. And we do not do a dinner. I pre-make a soup and some bread and some salad. And that's what we have for dinner. But we have this giant brunch with the family. We have a wonderful time. It's all sort of done and wrapped up in a bow by 4 p.m. And I can rest and unwind for the rest of the day. We started that tradition because of that year I had chemo. I just could not manage to put on a huge holiday dinner. It was way too much stress and way too much pressure and way too exhausting. So rethink your tradition, traditions. How do you do things? Maybe it's better to have a brunch. I, I love it. It's so much fun. I literally just put everything out. I do. I uh, make a big stuffed French toast. It's so delicious. Uh, my mother-in-law brings a beautiful fruit salad. My sister-in-law always brings some fun uh, dessert type goodies. Uh, we have quiche. I always bake a big ham. Uh, so there's the meat portion of it. And then I have some salads, but it's more towards breakfast food. Lots of bacon and sausage and yeah, bacon. Got to have bacon always. So just something to think about as you're setting these ideas for your intentional holidays. How can you do them in a way that's more reasonable for you, that takes the stress off you? And, and takes less time. And listen, you know what? I'm sure you're thinking, we were, oh my gosh, everyone's going to be so upset with me that I'm changing how we do things, that I'm not doing the dinner this year. Really, everybody rolled with it. They loved it. First of all, they got here anyway to open presents because at the time our kid was younger. So they were already here. So why not have the meal? And then they can actually travel and get home before all the traffic, right? Pretty fabulous thing. So you need to put boundaries on the time you spend with people who might be draining you and rethink how you do things to make them a little less onerous. A lot of that 
brunch, I can pre-cook and have it ready to go. And it's not me scrambling to get the um, buff bourguignon made, although you can make that in advance. Uh, but we would do like a filet of beef and then you're watching the oven and you're simultaneously trying to get the mashed potatoes ready. It just, it was nutty for us and it's something we decided to let go of. So there's some in this uh, releasing of things that aren't working for you. So I'll give you some more examples of things we've given up. This year we gave up flying to Florida for Christmas. We were taking a year off from doing it. We would always go like the 26th. We would go down to see my parents. We love Florida. We love seeing my parents. It was just too much for me this year. And I said, um, and Christmas is on a Wednesday. So it really just doesn't make it easy for travel for us this year. So instead, we're doing just three days away skiing and something a little different. We're going to test run it. We're going to see how it goes. We may go back to going to Florida next year for Christmas. I don't know. Um, I think next year Christmas is like on a Friday. It skips or something and it's way better. So we may do that. We just don't know yet. But that's one of the things we let go this year. I have given up baking cookies. Oh my gosh, people loved my cookies. I baked five different kinds. I absolutely loved baking them until I didn't. And it just became too much. What I do instead is my daughter has a couple of friends over. They bake some cookies together. I provide hot chocolate and soup and things. And they have an absolute blast doing that. And guess what? It's one kind of cookie. It's not five kinds of cookies. I do tend to still make whiskey balls because my family really loves them. But beyond that, I don't bake all the cookies anymore. I, we only choose one or two parties to attend, uh, my husband and I, and maybe our daughter, depending on what kind of party it is, if it's like a family party. We go to one or two. I choose one or two for business. I don't do three parties a week during the holiday season anymore. I just don't do it. It's too much, and I get too tired. Holiday cards. I love getting your holiday cards. I love seeing what your family's doing. No, you're not getting one from me. I don't send them. Sorry. I might send out an email style card to folks, but pretty much not going to happen. It's, and I know some people feel bumped about that and the holiday letter, et cetera, but you know what? I've let that go. So remember to give people space and grace and compassion. They may not be having the cheery, happy holiday you are. They may be going through their own stuff, and that's okay. And if that's you, you're okay. Take the time now, right here at the beginning of the season, to set your intentions on how you want your holidays to feel for you that works best for you and your family. I promise you, it really will make all the difference. In the next two weeks, we're also going to be talking about. Um, gift giving, budgeting, and um, setting up your calendar and your time. I believe calendar and time is first and then gift giving and budgeting is, is after that. Uh, it's going to be really amazing. And then in the fourth one, we're going to be talking about um, how you keep your productivity going in that week between Christmas and New Year's, which again is on Wednesday. So it's really going to be confusing for people from a work standpoint. Um, unless you're taking two full weeks off. I just found out the orthodontist is taking two weeks off. God bless her. I am sort of closing the office from the standpoint that I don't think I'll be taking client meetings during those two weeks, uh, but I'll be in the background doing a whole bunch of stuff for my business that will really set us up for the new year, which will be great for you. But I will be 
producing my podcast, etc. So I am super psyched for you to have incredible, intentional holidays that work for you and your family. Until next week, I'm wishing you a most wonderful uh, December to remember. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.